Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to Propaganda. It's brought to you with Levi's Solicitors. We thank them for their support. You can get 10% off your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Dan, Michael and Rob back in the studio, 12 hours on or thereabouts from uh, the Man City affair. Is that that, that what we're going to call it? You've slept on it now. Michael, you're still COVID jab booster side effect. How's things for you? Um, I feel hungover, which is normal for you on a morning. (laughs) Et cetera. Uh, Yeah, I I didn't feel great going to bed or waking up this morning (laughs) in, in any respect. Just one of those things where you... You know, I think I think you kicked off with a peep show quote last time. Mm. Um, but you know, you you, you, wake, you remember the bad thing when you wake up and you go. <laughs> You're still thinking about the bad thing. Oh yeah. God, what happened last night? <laughs> we, we were saying that the last few weeks we've had late goals and been going to bed just full of adrenaline and angst. Whereas last night I just got home and sort of self-loathing in, in a dark room. <laughs> so I didn't even have that. I just my ambivalence from last night just continued into today. I just what's the point in getting upset about it? I don't really feel anything about it. And that in itself is a bit worrying. Mm, I feel a bit of something. <laughs> is it sad? It's sad. It yeah. is sad. And yeah. it's, it's, um, I think it's a concern for what is to come, I think. It's, it did ask some more serious questions, I think. Mm. Do you know what I think we saw last night? The one th- like thing I've resolved from last night is we saw kind of um, a perfect storm. It was a meeting of two sets of circumstances. It was, number one, the, the short-term problems of having injuries then it met with like the systematic failings of Bielsa's dogma, you know, like the tiny squad, like total control over transfers, that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, it just, it all came together, didn't it? On, on one night up against an absolutely unbelievable team. I think Philip actually asked a good question. He was saying that, um, we should have the, the point of the show, by the way, if you are new to it, propaganda is where we find out what's been said about yeah, the United. Loads and- of people did fill in the feedback form. So thank you. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> we, we asked for feedback. Um, you, did, from our- you did well because, uh, I- Probably wouldn't have bothered. I'd just be like, ah, oh, just piss off. From, uh, our, yeah. from our TSB Plus subscribers who give us feedback and we find out what their opinion was on Leeds and then we find out what the, the opposition fans think about it, but might not do that Probably today. not going to bother. <laughs> no. There's no need is the, no. just to hear some happy Man City fans. But yeah, he was um, Philip was making the point that if they'd have, if we swapped managers last night, the result's probably exactly the same because both managers would have probably insisted on playing in their own way. And if we'd have had really good players we'd have won and if they'd have had really a load of injuries and a weakened team and not as good players in the first place they may have lost 7-0 well just looking through the topics of stuff we've we've, um, we've received 
Talk, can we talk about something else? A number of people ask that. Yes, and that's probably going to be a, mm-hmm. a big theme for this show. <laughs> yeah, I put a, a few of the uh, a few of the questions that other pe- that people asked to talk about something else are in the um, yeah. are in the Man City section. I thought the, it was good to move them about. The Omicron ultras uh, coming out of the woodwork now, mm. hoping for a shutdown. The golf. I mean, presumably they're on about golfing class rather than the Persian golf. Indeed, are Man City the best team in the world? Financial doping. Small positives. Oh, Grealish Roberts fans light show. Yeah, pathetic. I mean, did I retweet that from the Squareball account? Somebody tweeted us saying that, uh, get ready, go take your seats inside the stadium. The live show is about to begin. Like it's the theatre and you're going to go watch. Oh, like, was it the light show maybe? Oh, maybe. Possibly. Who knows? Why, um, why have got a light show? Those lights are functional. They just illuminate the pitch for telly. No, there was so some can see flashing stuff going oh, on. rubbish. Don't do it. Brighton did it the other week, didn't they? It was like a firework display. Although I do, because you know we're close to Ellen Road here, aren't we, as well? And I do recall when we got the new lights put in that they were testing them and ours can do that. I just don't think they're stupid enough to do it. Mm, fair enough. Like disco lights. Um, I think now wouldn't be the time, to be honest. <laughs> Pre-game <laughs> coming against Arsenal. We've got- Get it early. Hey, Alan Rhodes lit up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> We're going to have the highlights of the last game on, along with some light show. <laughs> uh, Gelhart and transfers. This or the championship. Furpo, the 49ers. It's unforgivable, etc., uh, etc. Et so where do you want to go in on this one? Can we keep it as, just do it as quickly as possible? We might not name check you all. Loads of people have got in touch, but let, why? why? Why indulge ourselves in so much misery? Well, this or the championship is a fair question, I think, because people... Uh... <laughs> it might not be our decision soon. <laughs> Well, yeah. Ross making the point that as a 24 year old Leeds fan, I don't feel as dreadful about that as I did against Nottingham Forest, Preston, and Sheffield Wednesday all those years ago. Yeah. True. But that was that was when it was utterly hopeless, wasn't it? Whereas this one, you can, as much as we were sort of saying there about it being, you know, a perfect storm, you can almost push a certain number of fixtures this season just off to one side and go, well, it happens, doesn't it? Mm. And I'm, kind of in for a penny, in for a pound with BL. So this is what you're going to get now and again. Yeah. I, I feel a bit kind of the opposite, though, in that. You know, when we got beat 6-1 at Sheffield Wednesday, we knew Jason Pierce was rubbish. <laughs> Whereas I like these players and I think they're good. So mm. watching them get beat 7-0 is kind of heartbreaking a little bit. And I, I mean, I don't know. I do think we uh, we forget how awful the championship is for a, a long mm. part because while we were there, I mean, it's just relentless, isn't it? There's so many games you've got to play. You're constantly playing. You're constantly playing terrible teams. And yeah, it's a bit awful. But uh, I don't really like getting beat 7-0 either. Jack has the question, given the nature of Premier League fans and the death of legacy fans, wouldn't it actually be nice to go back to playing historic clubs like Bolton and Preston rather than sports watching propaganda projects with virgins saying ratio and cry more? Yeah. Actually quite looking forward to the prospect of relegation. <laughs> or is it just a coping mechanism? Um, it's a coping mechanism. I was uh, texting... Because I, I occasionally do it myself. I think, oh, maybe it so well, I, was te- I was texting but... my mate's a Newcastle fan and you know he's there... Um, we were chatting about this uh, clause in Trippier's deal it looks like it's going to happen potentially where they're going to maybe pay 25-30 million for him which is insane because he's 31 but you know Newcastle tax and all that and we were just chatting about the clause like they've got a, he's going to have a, a relegation fixed price release clause built into his contract and it's just another perfect example of footballers as mercenaries and as part of that conversation I was saying well you know what's the point in the Premier League the dice is loaded against you isn't it completely anything that upsets like the um, the top clubs as they are now is going to be met with huge resistance. And I said, you know, in the next six to 18 months, we'll be taken over by the 49ers. We'll probably become more sterile as an operation. <laughs> if we stay up, they'll push the button on redeveloping Ellen Road. And I said, I quite like it as a shithole. <laughs> yeah. I just want it all to be like it was. And we've said before, like, you know, I, w- I want it to be like it was when I was growing up and never change. My status, my stance on it has always been, I don't want us to be richer. I want everyone else poorer. Mm. And I think that would make it 
It would make the league a better place. Um, Pibu, in fact, saying um, it's sim- simple economics. Nine of their starting 11 cost more than Rodrigo. They bought on well, three let, subs. Let's not they bought on three <laughs> subs who cost more than our starting 11. It's going to ruin my quiz that I'm, I'm bringing to the table. Mm. Uh, when I was 12, we, we got we got promoted. When I was 14, we won the championship. I'd, I'd just like to stay in that <laughs> that mindset forever. It was a long time ago, I think though, now. That's been sort of the beautiful thing about Bielsa's first three seasons is that we felt like we've defied like modern mm. football and how it's meant to go. And then this season, yeah, you're right. we, get, we get to return after you know a, a season 18 months away and we've just been hit by a real slap in the face of reality. And, and that's kind of the, the more time we've been back, the more kind of sad I've got that we missed promotion and that mm. first season because like we were just running away from reality and it was brilliant, but now we've got back. And, it, you know, the, the crowd is still amazing. The atmosphere is still great. But what we're watching on the pitch is not what we'd been spoiled with, basically. Mm. I think it's within a, a few days as well that we went to Chelsea. We're so unlucky to not mm. get a point. And it, it maintains that thing of, well, on our day, set up properly. Yeah. With the way we play, we can still cause problems for these teams. We can still get something. And then we just went there and it was very clear from within five minutes of that game when we'd basically not left our own half. And it was like, oh God, this is going to be a very long afternoon. But then again, the game against Man City last year, the home game in particular, they were did exactly the same mm. to us in the first 10 minutes. They were battering us and there was, I was kind of thinking, oh God, let's just end this now. I'm quite happy to take like a 2 or 3 nil defeat here. But then we actually, we came back into it and we were able to get a foothold in the game and build from it. And we, we actually had them on the ropes for quite a bit of that. But that just, it never looked like happening yesterday. Well, we can address some of the topics that have been sent into us in one fell swoop with my quiz that I want to put to you now. Let's have a bit of fun with it. There's no point in sitting here moaning about how shit things are. Let's have some fun with it, shall we? So. Um, Jeff and Pibu have got in touch about the, the financial do- doping aspect of it. Uh, we can address that with my quiz. Um, Man City, the best team in the world, question mark. We can probably address that with my quiz. Uh, thanks to Lorny Jack. Putting and, a lot of faith and, in your quiz. And, and, right. <laughs> it's a format you probably won't have heard of before. Are we not splitting this off into a Man City section then anymore? We haven't got well, anything. Well, let's call, this so, the Man, let's call this the Man City section. Just do one, we'll just do one section for this. Oh, you've got a quiz, though, haven't you, as well? I've got a quiz, too. Right, well, well, let's do the Man City quiz first, and then we'll do your quiz afterwards. My quiz is also about Man City. Well, there you go. Let's... But let's call this the Leeds United half. We're nowhere near as good as Man City then, all right? <laughs> and this addresses the gulf. This is addressing talking about something else. Are you ready? Here it comes then. Here we go. Recognise that? Play your cards right. Have you heard of that format? Yes. Long time ago. It's where you go... It was Bruce, high, it was Bruce wasn't it? It was. It's where you go, you go higher or lower. So what I've got here is, I, as you know, I didn't really watch the game last night. I sat and just... Uh, well, put this quiz together um, and I looked at the transfer value of every player in Manchester City's starting eleven and on their bench as well. Um, it, it's, it's frightening. Do you want to know what the total is now of Manchester City's um, first eleven? How much they cost? I think someone put it on the um, on the sheet, actually. I'm sure someone said it was like 700 million or something. Oh, well, that might be, you know, I think it was, it was nearly 800 million was the full squad, I think. Yes, yeah, so you've, you've got about 527 million on the on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got 176 million on the bench at my calculation. It's gone over 700 million mm-hmm. as Manchester City's lineup from last night. Plus, I worked out they had 177 million pounds worth of players missing last night as well. So you, you're talking the thick end of a billion quid, basically. You're at about, what's that, eight, seven... Yeah, you're talking approaching 900 million quid there. So let's call it a billion with players. Like, you know, Phil Foden, for example, spoiler alert, didn't cost them anything, mm. but it, you know, cost you many, many tens of millions now to. I mean, they did spend 200 yeah. million quid on a training complex, which, yeah. which you have to factor a bit of that into. <laughs> in fact, I was writing the uh, the intro for the new mag this morning, um, 
and I was just kind of look, kind of looking at where they've spent their money, Man City. And you have got to factor in that you know we were draining the swimming pool and getting players to bring in packed lunches while Man City were opening a two hundred million pound academy. So even their players who were on the bench, they've not come from nowhere. They've you know, oh god, Dan, turn it off. I'm not. <laughs> oh god, we're playing the game. Oh, let's make it quick then. Come on. Right. So what we're going to do, we're going to go through their team and we're going to go higher or lower. So I'm going to, you're going to get the transfer value of one player and then you're going to go, is it higher or lower? All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the price at the end of it, nothing, is there? There's no price. Okay. It's like the Premier League. You don't get anything <laughs> just for being there. Right. So we're starting off with Edison. Do you know how much Edison was? About 50. I assume all City players are about 50 million. <laughs> yeah. You're not, you're not actually far wrong. Edison was actually th- only a mere 35 million pounds oh. for a goalkeeper. Okay. So he's player number one. Um, next in the lineup, let's go to John Stones. Was he higher or lower than thirty-five million? What do you reckon? He was higher. He was. He was fifty. Wasn't yeah. He? Again, he's in that forty-five to fifty ballpark. I reckon. Absolutely spot on. You're saying higher. Yep. Correct. John Stones was higher. He was exactly fifty million pounds, according to the report. So let's go from John Stones. Are you, are you enjoying this? Yes. Join the <laughs> It's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, yeah. It's all right. Uh, John Stones to Ruben Diaz. Um, in the lineup, are we going higher or lower than fifty million pounds? What are you going to say? Higher or lower? I'd say higher. higher. They bought him Harry Maguire levels, weren't they? Yeah, they bought him only bought him last year as well, didn't they? And mm. basically, and the more recent a transfer is, he was the, bought. The higher it is. He was bought using a, a buyout clause, like a fixed price, yeah. uh, price buyout clause in his contract. Oh, the Hadi Sacco clause. Yes, indeed. Uh, you're yeah, going, higher. You're going higher. You are correct. It was higher, sixty-two million pounds. Okay, all right, sixty-two million pounds. Then we move on to Amaric Laporte, who played for them. Was Laporte higher or lower? than 62 million what are you going for work this one through in your head I'd I think go- he was another that they paid a buyout clause for I think you might be about right yeah I'd go lower just because he's less recent than Diaz yeah yeah. But I, I feel like he's a ridiculous sum of money as well I think he's probably over 50 but a bit less than Diaz absolutely spot on you've gone lower he was 57 million well done 3 out of 3 a, so far it's going well uh, should find this one quite easy then Zinchenko he was definitely left. Uh, less than 57 million, yes. you're saying? Do you know how much he was? No. <laughs> it's the short answer. 1.7 million pounds. Well, that's bargain, Zin- that. Zinchenko, yeah. So you went lower there. Do you think uh, Kevin De Bruyne was higher or lower than 1.7 million pounds? <laughs> what do you reckon? Mm. Who's better? Who would you rather have? Who's, mo- who's better value for money? Um, well, yeah. De Bruyne, he, he kicked it dead hard, didn't he? So yeah. you, you pay a premium for the hard kick. Did Kevin De Bruyne score more than one last night? He did, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he was more than Zinchenko. You're saying higher than 1.7 million pounds. Correct. He was 55 million pounds. Was um, Kevin De Bruyne? Right. Oh, this is where it starts to get tough. If you get to the end of this one, you'll find it quite easy. Because Grealish and Foden at the end. Um, On to Rodri. Was he higher or lower than 55 million pounds? I wouldn't be surprised if he was higher and it was just mental. I'm going to go lower, but oh, I don't know. Come on, have a confer. Have a think about it. I actually have no idea. Again, that's more recent, which just makes me think. That's true. Yeah, they yeah they bought De Bruyne several years ago, didn't they? When fifty million quid was a lot of money. Mm. And Rodri was just a backup to Fernandinho, which makes me think he was probably like seventy million pounds. Yeah, something. let's go more. <laughs> let's go higher. You're saying higher, higher, not more. Sorry, that's 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 not using the right. <laughs> Get the words right. You're saying higher than fifty-five million pounds for Rodri. You are correct. It was sixty-two point six million pounds for Rodri. Right. Um, so from Rodri to Bernardo Silva. Are we going higher or lower? They've had him a while. He'll be than, lower. Uh, than 62.6 million. I reckon we're going back to the 50 million ballpark there for Silver. Yeah, they've had him a while, I 
think silver. You're absolutely right. Correct. Say lower. He was 50 million euro, which I've gone for the lower value because the deal was 50 million euro rising to 70 million. So there's a lot of um, mm. change built into that potentially. Clauses and whatever works out to 43 and a half million basic fee. But I wanted to say, I wanted to err on the side of caution there. I won't want to like, overstate the value of these players or anything. So congratulations. All right so far. Well done. Um, so from Bernardo Silva, we go to Rian Mares. You should get that one quite easily, I imagine. Higher or lower? Higher, was... or, higher or lower than 43.5? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't they pay like 70 million for him or something. 60 million, I've got. Jesus. So correct to say higher. Congratulations. We're really expecting too much out of Rodrigo, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you just got two left and you'll get these dead easy because the next one is Jack Grealish. Higher or lower than 60 million pounds? Yep, higher. Higher, yeah. He was 100 million pounds. <sighs> Do you know what? That's more expensive than our entire lineup last night. Yeah. Um, and then from Jack Grealish, we go higher or lower with Phil Foden. Was Phil Foden more or less higher or lower than £100 million? Pounds? I'm going to go for a shade lower. What do you think he, <laughs> what do you think he was? Zero pounds. Zero pounds? Nice kitchen for his mum or something like that. That was the old <laughs> thing people used to say about youth players. Yeah. Congratulations. You got them all absolutely spot on. So on that value, with the conservative valuation of Bernardo Silva, £526.8 million. Pounds. And I timed it with the end of the music as well. <laughs> that was skill. I was going to say professional, but lucky. I used to do that for a fucking <laughs> it's minute. It's... The insults. Don't do more, do you? No, I don't. Got, got laid off, didn't I? Um, but on their bench, we put the music back on for the bench. No, you're oh, right. Okay, fine. Nathan Ake, do you know how much he was? Let's say 50 million. They pay 50 million pounds for every defender. <laughs> no, you've overguessed it. It was 41. Uh, Fernandinho? Mm. 50 million pounds. <laughs> a bit less. He's been there ages. Yeah, he's been there ages. What been 25. 34. Oh. Um, then we had uh, we got three children with some double-barreled names. Ignore all them. Sterling, he was loads, wasn't he, at the time? He, again, he was around fifty. Why were you saying it for everyone? But forty-nine million. Um, again, that was that was worth more at the time, though, wasn't it? Mm. It was a ridiculous transfer at the time. Stefan, yeah. Stefan, they paid a fee for Stefan. Stefan Dennis. Yep. Stefan Everson. He. Did I mention him last night? I looked him up at some point during the game. I can't remember if I mentioned it, but he was like six million quid, wasn't he? Five. Five. <clears> yep. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we've got two more. Uh, have they still got Scott Carson? Good question. I don't know. <laughs> At one point they had Scott Carson on the books, didn't they? Bizarrely. Gabriel Jesus. Jesus. Uh, let's say 50 million. No, you've wildly overestimated. He was a mere snip. He was a Rodrigo. He was 27 million pounds. Oh, okay. Gabriel Scott Carson is still at Man City. Brilliant. And just to round it off then, Gundogan. Ooh, I think he was I think he was relatively cheap. He was, yeah, yeah. Like 30 or something. Just 20 million pounds. Mm. Mm. Not bad value. So yeah, that's 176 million on the bench. And then you factor in all the players who are missing, suspended or whatever. Another 177 million in their squad. So did you enjoy that quiz then? You got a 100% record. Well done. It's good, wasn't your, it? Your knowledge of uh, football finances. Absolutely brilliant. Although I think we'd have just guessed 50 million for all of them, <laughs> apart, from, apart from Zinchenko and Grealish probably. I did actually then, um, just as a counterpoint to this, work out the value of our squad. And we've got uh, Melier at five. Shackleton was free, Ailing at 0.2 million, Urente 17 million, Furpo 13 million, Dallas 1.5, Tyler Roberts 4, Forshaw 4.5 or thereabouts, Harrison 11, Rafinha 17, Daniel James, we we conservatively estimated him at what, 25, should we say? Mm. Um, that brings you out at about 81, 82 million pounds. Or... Which is still a lot. And I'm still not having it that we should have lost 7 0. Um, and then I just, feel like, I feel just like we can and, and finish with our bench. Oh, sorry. Greenwood, let's say million. Drama, million. Mm. Um, Jenkins and Creswell, free. Gelhart, million. Somerville, one and a half. Uh, McCarran was about a quarter of a million. Click, one and a half. Um, Clarkson, one and a half. Under eight million pounds worth of talent, basically, there on the bench. So you're bringing the whole mm. thing in at under, under a Grealish. Yeah. 
I'm still not having it. <laughs> still shouldn't have lost seven nil. And that's the end of my quiz. I want. I even prepared like an end stab. You see, that is nice. Do you like that? Yeah, yeah. A few people agreeing with me, basically saying that you can't. Wisconsin, Todd, Joe, Martin. Oh, back at the misery now. All we? essentially saying, <laughs> well, you had, we had enough fun there, haven't we? I think that's that's <laughs> enough. Although, well done on picking um, some eighties entertainers who haven't been um, accused of anything. So that was good. You managed to managed to at least get through get through that. Yeah, just saying we can't lose seven nil. It's not acceptable. We weren't playing with actual children in the game. It was there were there were eleven professional footballers out there against eleven other professional footballers who, who should be able to organise themselves to not lose seven nil. But it's not their job to organise themselves, is it? It's the manager's job to organise themselves. The are out. You say. That's exactly what you said, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. I have, Can I, I ask have you, seen right, it. Just I have a, seen it. Seth. Well, I was going to say just on that. Let me ask a question about it because I don't think anybody in their right mind would necessitate booting him out now at all. But do you think last night? and I guess this is a question we can post to Phil Hay as well because he's generally quite sensible and informed. Do you think it's exposed the absolute limitation of his method and do you think it confirmed last night that this will be his last season? It's felt for a while like it's probably his last season, I would say. But that's not really based on anything. I mean, every <laughs> I season feel... sort of feels like his last season. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> like every season feels like his last season, doesn't it? Mm. Because of just the way he works. And I think... Um, you know, waking up in the morning after a 7-0 defeat, I was very much like, we need to sign loads of players in January mm-hmm. and yeah, Bielsa will probably go in the summer, but we don't know, do we? I mean, it was interesting before the game, Phil Hay on his athletic uh, web chat thing said that Calvin Phillips's injury has sort of convinced the club that they really need to buy something in January. Mm-hmm. But then Bielsa comes out after the game and says, you know, the same things of it depends on fitness and whether they're better than what we've got. But then, I mean, with Shackleton getting injured, yesterday as well he's getting to the point where the club needs to be we really need someone and I, think, also, I think they're nervous I think they yeah. must be feeling it but also you know he's talking about we need to sign players better than what we've got but we're not necessarily trying to sign someone that's better than Rafinha maybe we just need someone that's better than a Jamie child. Shackleton a child yeah. Yeah. or Jack Jenkins or someone like that you know we don't have to sign a star striker or someone who's going to be the best player in our team But well this is what I got into the argument with Moscow about the other week but didn't articulate it particularly well because I didn't have the words available to my brain that you've just put forward there, Rob. But that's probably what I was getting. That's at the crux of what I was getting at. We just maybe just need a few better players. But I think January might, might give us signs about what Bielsa is going to do in the summer because if he's absolutely adamant that he only wants players that are better than our starting eleven, but the club are like, no, you need to have mm. these players, that's maybe where friction occurs. Or maybe Bielsa accepts that the club has done so much to keep him happy and what he wants that maybe he does have to give on something mm. but I don't know I feel like it's there's still chance for redemption here because we play Arsenal in a few mm. days if and we it, beat and Arsenal it, it'd be great wouldn't it if we it? beat Arsenal it's kind of fine like mm. every team in the bottom half will go to Man City and lose I know someone will say oh well actually Brentford drew there or something there'll, there'll be some example of, of, other, of a result otherwise but generally speaking every single team will home and away lose to Man City just because that's the way it is and at the end of the season losing 7-0 doesn't make a vast difference to losing 2-0. Like it's, it's only three points, isn't it? It still is. I know, I know goal difference can count, but it, it rarely does, truthfully, in, in relegation battles. It's generally generally speaking, it makes no difference at all. So if the if Bielsa's methods win us another game, but loses this one, does it matter? I don't know. It feel it feels like it sort of does, but maybe it's just the the way it looks because a 7-0 is so hard to take. I mean, we've seen it last year as well with the spanking we got at Man U. And truthfully, the, the spanking we could have had in the Liverpool game this year as well, where 
we sort of got away with it, I think, a bit, a bit that home game because they had a lot of chances in that and that could have turned ugly in the same way this one did. Now, there have been signs of this before, but then we've always come out the game after and played all right. So, I don't know. I, I, feel, like, I feel like it probably has run its course this season, at the end of this season, but I feel like sacking him prematurely would be a disaster for us because this squad is so set up to play with his methods. I feel like anyone else coming in would be like inheriting something that they can't do anything with. And, they, his, and they, his methods, they work to a, hopefully a good enough extent to keep us in this division. Yeah. And now we've all reset our sights on just staying up. Hopefully it should be enough because as I've said loads of times in recent weeks, it's not very good for the Premier League. We just need to get some runs on the board and quickly. Mm. And I know Liverpool is a massive, but you look at the fixtures coming up and Arsenal, you look at that, we could get something from that game. Liverpool, you go, yeah, fine, probably not. But then after that, there's some achievable games. We just we just need some bodies back and some runs on the board. I do think as well that the more adversity there is, the more Bielsa kind of enjoys it and is probably more inclined to mm. stay again. I don't know. But yeah, he, he likes the challenge, doesn't he? And I think he almost perversely likes how thin a squad he can cope with. But it's, it's that we can't cope with. Yeah, exactly. Thin squad. Yeah, it's, um, it's just, it's stressful this season. And it has mm. been throughout. If you look at the form table, we're still all right. We're still like pretty much in the middle of it, I think, because it's, even after a couple of defeats, we're not playing terribly. And I think the Chelsea game, if we got a point out of that, it probably changes how we view this as well because you can go, well, a point from those two games, better than you could have hoped for, truthfully. So never mind about the 7-0. Well, we didn't, did we? (laughs) No. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Part two of the show, where technically we should be finding out what the opposition fans thought about the game at the Etihad. Do we have any desire to address that whatsoever? <laughs> I mean, a few things here. It's uh, We were back in here a few hours after recording last night, so normally I have like a, a day to go through and listen to what they've said. Didn't really want to do that anyway, but I only had a few hours as, as it was, and I also had to collate things from, from the Leeds fans and also write a little bit for the mag. So instead of listening to them, I've I've done my own quiz for this part. Good stuff. Do you need any theme music for it? <laughs> um, 
give us a, give us a little stab just for just because I know you've set it up. This. There you go. Here's Great. Michael Normanson. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, I prefer that to the the long version, to be honest. What this? What? No, I won't do it. <laughs> no. Um, apart from, we don't want to get demonetized again no, either by true, uh, yeah. by YouTube. So yeah, so I know you went for the high end of Man City's yep. uh, squad. I was just looking through at other players they've signed, players you've maybe never heard of. So all of these, well, I've got the way I've structured this is there are five Manchester City players who they have paid more than five million pounds for, right? And there are five dance champions <laughs> on this list. What's a dance champion? People who've won ballroom dancing right. titles, that sort of a thing. Uh, you just have to tell me. Which they are. Have are you they... not got a snappy name for this, like dancer or... Uh, no. Footballer or... <laughs> no. Uh, like I said, I was, I was pushed for time. Yeah. <laughs> and it's well, quite... let's have a think about it. If, any, it. if anyone listening does think of a good one, send it to us, then we can retrospectively um, you... address it, or we'll have a think while we're playing it. And... You can do this as a team if you want, or individually. It's up to you. Probably just confer, I think. Football yeah. or ballroom. Football or... Foot... Baller or ballroom. Baller or ballroom. Right. Yep. That'll do, won't Foot, it? Footballer or... Yeah. So number one, Pedro Porro. Pedro Porro. If you might have heard of one of these players. I'm not sure I hadn't, personally. I feel like sort of years of playing too much football manager is going to stand me in good stead here. <laughs> it sounds like a regen, does Pedro Porro. Uh, I don't know. I, th- I think he is a, a random and they've signed. What a footballer, you yeah. think? Yeah. All right, well, I'll go with Rob. Okay. Number two. Oh, wait, wait, I'll, I'll, I'll write these down. Because yeah, there are five of each, so I don't want to give it away because that'll obviously allow you to... Right. Uh, I'll have to narrow it down as we yeah. go. Um, Arunas Bizokas. Arunas. Now, see, that to me sounds like a footballer. I don't know why. I, I'm, I'm less <laughs> convinced by that one, but it could be anything. Oh, I, feel, I, feel like, I feel like Rob's cheated by playing football manager. What do you feel there, Rob? I'm, I'm, I'm willing to bend to your knowledge here. because I, I can't think of uh, seeing him in the depths of football manager. Mm. So I'd, I'd go ballroom. But Okay, we'll go ballroom on that. Number three is Ricardo Cochi. C O C C H I. Feels a lot like looking down a list of Leeds loanees. <laughs> Did he play? Uh, I don't have a clue on that one. Um, ballroom. Should we go ballroom? Yeah, I'm ballroom. Number four, Nahuel Bustos. That's a footballer, isn't it? <laughs> With a name like that, confidence from Dan. What position does he play? <laughs> in the in the utility man. He sort of he drifts really. He's a utility man. Yeah, he's sometimes out wide. Let's do sometimes through the middle. Sometimes he'll go forward, sometimes he'll be back. It all depends on, you know, situations in a game. Mm. Number four, Michael Malatowski. That was number four. Oh, <laughs> number five, of course. Great. Michael Malatowski. Malatowski. What, what are you feeling, Rob? Well, I'm putting all the ones that I don't know as ballroom, but I feel like that's probably not the best idea, <laughs> so I might just go footballer on this one. You're saying footballer. Well, there are five of each, so you might be able to narrow it down. Okay. Number six is Diego Rosa. This is actually really difficult. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to Google him. No, you can't Google him. That's cheating. Very clearly cheating. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Which one do you reckon it is, Dan? I that's a footballer. Oh, really? Okay. Nice yeah. No, you yeah, Google him. If, no, I'll go with that, yeah. that 19-year-old lad from Brazil. If you've got that hunch, I'll back you. Because he's, he's on loan at Lommel at the minute. Oh, yeah, that one, yeah. He is. He is, you're right. <laughs> what about number seven, Ante Palaversa? Just for the record, I would have actually put him down as a footballer. He sounds like a footballer, does Diego Rossa. What about Ante Palaversa? I can dance her there. Mm. Go on then, next. Number eight, Filip Stefanovic. That is a very regen name. Like you've put <laughs> two footballers together there. <laughs> yeah, there's there's another one coming up. What are you going for that there? Sounds then? a lot like Rob, a regen name. I am going to go footballer. Footballer, right. Were these dancers you got just from your, your favourite list of dancers, was it? Uh, correct. Yeah. Although I've realised, 
in my <laughs> in my haste to put this together. I've got so I've got one down to run it twice. <laughs> so uh, so there's a nine there's nine questions actually. <laughs> uh, oh dear, never mind. Uh, number ten. This is a great region name. Oh, this is number nine. I've got ten. This is number nine. Uh, number nine. Sorry, yeah, it's number ten on my list because I've got because <laughs> I've got someone on twice. Uh, Fernando Rodriguez. Oh, that's a good one because he, he could be. That's uh, very generic football name, isn't it? It's also a generic dancer name, isn't it? Mm. Fernando. So the classic quiz with nine questions. <laughs> I'm trying. I can't. I, I was doing the this five, as five split, but I, it's not going to. I've happen. heard. You know. Um, they're thinking about tweaking the decimal system, aren't they? You know, like yes. monetary and stuff, making it units of nine. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was doing this as I was leaving the house, and I think right. I think it's probably it's shown now. But so, um, so is he a dancer that's been involved in a marriage breakup, maybe at some point? Who, sorry, the, Rodriguez? Rodriguez, or is he is he a young South American starlet? Mm, could be either, couldn't he? He's, he's going to have good hips either way, isn't he? I've right, got, I've got five dancers and four footballers here. Yeah, I've got. One, two, three. I've got four dancers and five footballers. Let's, let's go through them then. Pedro Porro. Pedro Porro. Uh, okay. You have, you got, have you got details? On I've, got, I've got a bit of detail. Oh, I've got right. a bit of bio about each of them. I think he is a footballer. Dan, were you? Were I, went, you? I went footballer. I'm, he yeah. is. They paid £10.8 million for him from Girona. He's a right back and he's currently on loan at Sporting Club de Portugal, which is Sporting Lisbon, as yep. they are known. But £10.8 million. Has he ever played for City? No. I don't think any of them have ever played. Oh, well. Let me. I just want to look at him. Pedro, how do you spell his surname? Ped, P-O-R-R-O. P-O-R-R-O. Uh, just having a look at him there. He could be on the ballroom circuit easily. Well, I mean, I don't know if he isn't as well. I'm not sure he'd have the time. But I think the, from trying to um, look at who's won ballroom competitions, I think ballroom has been affected by COVID as well because <laughs> there seems to be some competitions that seem to have uh, taken place last year. And it's, a lot of them don't have any kind of Wikipedia either. It's, it was quite difficult to find the dancers. You've been looking for like the League Cup of ballroom dancing. <laughs> Papa John's. Basically, yeah. Number two, Arunas Bizokas. I went for dancer there. Yeah, dancer. I did too. You're correct. He's um, born in Lithuania. He's a professional ballroom dancer who's currently representing the USA. His current partner is uh, Katusha Demidova. As a couple, they won the 2009, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 ballroom dance championships. It's good, isn't it? So he's kind of, he's very European Super League. the PSG of ballroom Mm. dancing. Ah, good. Uh, Number three, uh, Ricardo Cocci. You see, he's going to be a footballer, isn't he? But I've put him down as a dancer. I've put dancer. He is a dancer. He he was also on my list twice. (laughs) But yes, he is. He's a 10 times, he's from Italy and he's a 10 times undefeated Latin dance champion. Ricardo Cocci. How do you spell his name? Um, Ricardo Coconut Rum. (laughs) That's it. That's the fella. Cocci. How do you spell it? C O double C H I. H I. Let's have a look at him. Because I've got kids, I find it really hard to not spell things in a childish way now. I want to go curly cur. Oh, <laughs> curly cur, curly cur. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's a ballroom dancer. Um, a Latin dancer, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Nahuel Bustos. Uh, I think footballer there. Oh, I've gone dancer there. He was a footballer. Oh. Well, he's a footballer. He's a 23 year old striker that they paid £5.85 million pounds for. And then immediately moved into Girona. What's his name? First name? Um, Nahuel. N-A-H-U-E-L. Nahuel Bustos. So a 23-year-old striker from Argentina. Again, um, could easily be a Latin dancer. What are they doing Latin. buying him? Like, he's never going to play for him, is he? He's not even, he wasn't even brilliant in Argentina looking at his stats. <laughs> um, number five, Michael Malitowski. Mm, I keep thinking of Roman Malinowski, who's the player that we were linked with. But um, I'm going to go... Uh, I think I put footballer, but I'm starting to think dancer maybe now. I have put footballer. Footballer. 
He's a 41-year-old from Poland. He won his 2000 and 2009 World Professional Latin title. And in 2012, him and his partner won the, the Latin dance at the Blackpool Dance Festival. Yeah, in the old ballroom there. Mm. Yeah, I think we say he's a 41-year-old from Poland who plays for cities under 23s <laughs> with Scott Carson. <laughs> So uh, number six, Diego Rosa. We we know. I think we got that right. Didn't yeah, we? you did, of course. Yes, <laughs> yeah. but they, yeah, paid five five point four million pounds for him from Gremio. Don't need him, do they? Just send him out to Belgium. Why not? Ante Palaversa. Uh, got to be a dancer. Yeah, I've got a dancer. No, five point no. six seven million from Hajduk Split in oh. twenty nineteen. Uh, they've since loaned him back to Hajduk Split, and then Ustend, Getafe, and he's currently in Kortrijk, which is Belgium. I need to play more football manager, I think. So there you go. Um, Felipe, what's his most? Philip Stefanovic, footballer or dancer? I he's, went footballer. He's going to be a dancer, isn't he? I went footballer, though. He is a footballer. Oh, good. 7.65 million they paid for him. From? Uh, Partizan Belgrade. And then they loaned him straight back to Partizan Belgrade. And now he's at Heronvane. Right. Again, 6.75 million quid. Whatever. Jump change in it for them. Absolutely not bothered about it. And finally, number nine, finally. Fernando Rodriguez. Right. It's a very footballery name. I've gone ballroom. Dancer, yeah. Correct. Uh, alongside Carla Rossi, he won the Mundial de Tango. In, Do you know what that stands is, for? Uh, World Tango. Exactly. Cup. Yeah. I was going to tell Championships. you. Championships. Yeah, you got there first. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the old uh, tango. The trophy. tango trophy shield. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was in the, the salon category. Yeah. That? That's room, isn't it? Yes. I don't know where the others were dancing. There was Salon and something else. I can't remember. Salon and Stage, I think. Salon category. Within It was very much within Tango as a category. Um, oh, this is Beauty Salons. This is not Carlo, exactly. Carlo Rossi as well needs some credit. She was his, his partner for that. Um, so I scored there. The, uh, one, two, three, four, five. I got six. Famous six out of nine score. I've also Good. got six out of nine, yeah. Not bad. What's not that bad. as a percentage, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> Percentages out of hundreds. You don't do that. Yeah. I give every, I only go to ninety percent, and you got you got sixty percent out of ninety percent, which is the way the way percentages work. Now, Let's have a look. What are the six classification of dances? It must be something to do with salon. I don't say anything about salon. You've made that up. Uh, there was there was definitely there were two winners listed for each year that I found. Tango de salon. Oh, it's related to that. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand dancing. Tango de salon. You can. It's there's not an awful lot about dancing. I think because it's on BBC, I thought it'd be like a big thing, the old ballroom <laughs> dancing. <laughs> People seem to like that, but um, the the kind of your everyday ah, ballroom fan. I've got it. Right, bear with me. Uh, tango Styles, got a website on it, Tango de Salon. Uh, the term Tango de Salon refers to a variety of social dance styles, including Via Urquija, uh, Milonguero, and club-style tangos that are danced socially in salons rather than for exhibition like Fantasia or Tango. Okay. Escenario or in improper venues. Um, I can only think of Vic Reeves doing a club style. <laughs> tango. <laughs> Traditional tango de salon requires that dancers exercise respect for the line of dance, but the embraces and characteristic movements can vary considerably across individual styles. Uh, outside Argentina, what is sometimes called salon style tango I may refer to those other ones that I said before that I'm not going to repeat, or a blend of them. So there, there you go. go. Well, in, to finish off this Man City section, um, <laughs> someone asked uh, Michelle Norwomanton. Someone that submitted as their name. Did you see I'm a Celebrity? Anyone? Sadly not. Bit of it. No. So um, that last from the Saturdays, shivering like a shitting dog and drinking some eyeballs and that was about it. Okay. Uh, and Adrian says, what's your favourite pub in Leeds? <laughs> Don't get out much. No. <laughs> Brudenell's always good. Yeah. 
Brunel's good. Is it technically a pub? Mm. Cardignams is good on Kexler Road. That is good. It's That's a proper it, pub. It's slightly less terrifying than it used to be as well. <laughs> my, my sister used to live near there, and in, in the old days, there was, there was I once got talking to a, a man new fan called Wayne actually, who was telling me he just got out of prison. Oh no! Nice. You sort of, you sort of <laughs> get talking to someone, and you think, "Hmm, have a nice, have a good night, mate." I'm, uh, I'm, I, I, we're booked in the um, restaurant, so we're going to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, which one? I'll come with you. <laughs> yeah, it was the what's it called? The tapas place next door. Oh, uh, not Revolution to Cuba. It was Cuba to something. Some of that, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So we we're in there, but I'll like, oh, go for a drink first. Terrifying way, and instead, where else is good in Leeds? Three Legs, obviously a classic. Yeah, the Garden Gate in Hunslet. Have you ever been there? No, I'm not. It's a really odd. It's like built in the middle of a housing estate, and there's like a perfectly preserved Victorian pub. Oh, nice. It's quite nice in the middle of it all. Viva Cuba. Viva Cuba. That's it. That's the old. Uh, and Steve says, um, "Should we talk about last season's win?" Uh, yes, yeah, there is that as well to cover off, isn't it? And do you know, actually, last night's absolute dicking does frame what we did there last season. I know they were slightly depleted and they cheated by putting Kevin De Bruyne on the bench last season, so we didn't have to face him. But what a monumental achievement to beat them there last season on their way to the. They, did they win the league title? Yes. Let's say yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And to do it with 10 men, unbelievable. Yeah. But maybe because it, it, I think it's Moscow's written, hasn't he? The match report where it kind of forced us into, uh, forced us into being more compact and to defend on the edge of our area. Whereas last night we were just wide open. <laughs> just keep pushing forward, except we can't. Keep uh, trying to push forward, having the ball taken off you and letting them score. Well, there we go. That's the Man City reaction. That is the Man City reaction. What do you think of that? Um, enjoyed it a lot. Good. I'm, I feel like we've all learned something anyway about Salon, the, uh, the Tango de Salon, whatever it was. Mm. Who's your favourite dancer off that list? Um, who's, probably, the, who's the best? Probably going to say... Uh, you can't look past Bizocast, I don't think, yeah, given, his, uh, given his titles. I mean, I scribbled these down really quickly, so I'm struggling to read my own writing. Uh, I didn't bother writing them down, so I'll go with a guy who's got the Bayern Munich record. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I quite like Fernando Rodriguez. Although I don't know if, I Oh, don't, no, he was a footballer, wasn't he? <laughs> I don't understand how, how ballroom dancing works, because Bizocast is from... Lithuania, but he's representing America. Has he done that? Is that a cynical ploy? Is he is he cashing Turncoat. in on? Is, isn't that what Martina Navratilova did? did All she he not? cares about is the Yankee dollar, and he's going after it for the in Some the ballroom. Money. Yeah. What's your favourite style of dancing? Uh, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lap. <laughs> That's when I'm doing it. <laughs> on I'm that image, looking, yeah. I'm just looking at uh, at uh, Bazookas. Oh, he's a not what I imagined actually. Let's have a look. It's very. Uh, he's got. A, he's got a big, big old chin on him. I, I suppose it's the ballroom style, isn't it? When there's a normal picture of him, but there he's pointing okay. his. You got to point your chin, I think, haven't you? When you're doing the. I don't know. I don't know. It's beyond my uh, my understanding. Well, should we wrap it up there? Then should we get into ballroom dancing. Should we do, well, that's better. the next part of the pod, isn't it? The preview of the uh, <laughs> big weekend. Preview. Of the yeah, Latin, it's the Latin, Latin, strictly Latin. final, isn't it? This week. I dare say Bielsa would be pleased at us talking about like. Argentinian, Something else. Ta- Argentinian tango. <laughs> it's a rich part of his cultural heritage, isn't it? I'm sure he enjoys the, the passion of the dance and what it represents and all that kind of jazz. Move, move. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, we, uh, we'll wrap it up there then, I think. That was propaganda for Man City. I hope you enjoyed a slight change of direction. It was more fun for us anyway, wasn't it? And that's the important thing. I think everyone needs a bit of a break, don't they? Okay. And um, we've got to go in and record uh, Heroes and Villains now, haven't we? Because we've done a weird split show yeah. and stuff. So we've got to talk about more misery Brilliant. in that and some praise for players who did well against Chelsea who we now hate so great stuff so yeah tune in for that don't miss out we'll see you in a bit the square ball podcast
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.